0: Welcome to the Giants Huddle. Get them in the huddle, get them in the huddle, get them in the huddle. The New York Giants Podcast.
1: My name is John Schmelke and welcome to another edition of the Giants Huddle Podcast. Thank you for being with us. If you're listening on Giants.com or the Giants mobile app, that's great. But it's easier for you and it's better for us. If you go to your favorite podcast platform, subscribe, add us to your favorites. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a positive review or a good rating. But We're on Google Play, we're on Spotify, we're on TuneIn, we're on Stitcher. Make sure... You make us part of your feed. Today's podcast features interviews with the Giants' assistant coaches on the defensive side of the ball. We'll talk to defensive backs coach Everett Withers, outside linebacker coach Mike Dawson, inside linebackers coach Bill McGovern, and defensive line coach Gary Emanuel. Let's start with one of the newest Giants' assistants, and that's Everett Withers, who has a very unique background. He spent five years from 2014 to 2018 being a head coach in college. Now he heads back to the NFL where he was last with the Tennessee Titans from 2001 to 2006 and he returns to coaching positions. I started my interview with him by asking him if it's fun to be back coaching a position rather than being a head coach.
2: Well, I, I tell people this
1: all the time. You
2: know, from, for the last five years I've been a head coach, and I've missed coaching more, more in that time than in any other time in my career. So to answer your question, yes, it's so much fun to get back to actually uh, doing X's, X's and O's with uh, a position group and, uh, and, and spending time with that group.
1: Now, I'm not sure if they plan this, but they're going to have a guy that's been head coach in college coaching a bunch of guys the last time they've played have been in college. You have so many new cornerbacks in your room. Uh, How can you help those guys with your experience, and you have prior coaching experience in the NFL as well, help those guys make the transition? And what's the toughest part for a cornerback to go from the college to the pros? Because a lot of times it's it's a long transition time for these guys.
2: Well, you know, I I do think that the fact that I have just come from from, uh, the FBS level Uh, that will, you know, obviously uh, give them someone that they can talk to or talk, you know, about going from FBS to the NFL and then having been in the NFL, understanding the NFL game, uh, hopefully I'll be an asset to those players and, 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 you know, just try to, you know, get them to understand the game's, you know, so much different from college than it is to the NFL and maybe be able to help in some aspect, whether it be
1: schematically or whether it be just lifestyle and how do you go about your business? How much more important when they get to this level is technique? You know, in college, they're going against limited route trees a lot of the time. Right here, you got, you know, world-class athletes doing a bunch of different stuff they haven't seen before. How important is it to drill that proper technique into them so they can have the success up here?
2: Well, it's, it's paramount. I think, uh, you know, technique and fundamentals at this level are, are truly important. Uh, everybody's an elite athlete here. Uh, and so, your technique and your fundamentals, that's what you're going to fall back to. I always say you're going to revert back to your training, and uh, it's important that, that your training's good training, good fundamentals and technique.
1: Talk about DeAndre Baker first. His production for a corner in college was unbelievable. Didn't allow a touchdown for two years, less than 10 first downs last year. What is it about his approach and ability as a corner that you like?
2: Well, you, you turn on his game day tape, and he's a competitor, and that's the first thing that jumps off the the uh, the tape is uh, how much he competes. Uh, and again, he's playing at a high level in the SEC, and and uh, each week he's being challenged by you know talented uh, players. So uh, his uh, his competitive spirits uh, uh, truly high. Uh, he's got a lot of. Uh, just natural ability, and uh, I think that brings you know a lot to the table. Now it's about refining technique and fundamentals, and understanding the NFL game. And uh, I, I think he's uh, uh, a guy that you know we're really counting on to,
1: to help us this year. I loved watching Julian Love in Notre Dame. I like to say he's not a cornerback; he's a football player. He can do a little bit of everything, right? He can tackle, play zone, man, slot, inside, outside. Now you guys are working with safety a little bit too. Can you talk about what his versatility brings to your room?
2: Well, I think you just hit it all. He has the versatility to do a lot of different things. Play the nickel. Uh, he could go outside and play corner, like you said. We've used him at safety some, doing doing mini camps. So, uh, and he's smart, and, uh, and you know you. It's hard to be versatile if you're not smart, and uh, he is smart. So we're excited about that. We're, we're glad we've uh, got him. He'll, he'll be a guy that uh, adds depth to every position and challenges for nickel and, and, and playing time all over the field. So uh, we're
1: excited to have him. When you get your hands on Corey Ballantyne for going from Washburn to the New York Giants, that's not one step. That's like four or five steps, right? What's the key for him to, 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 to get going early in his NFL career?
2: Well, uh, you know, I think first of all, you know, coming from you know what he just went through uh, with the tragedy, uh, with losing his best friend, uh, you know, the the night the night of the draft. Uh, you know, that's got to be tough. So, we, you know, first of all, our, our thoughts are off to his, to his family, his friend's family. And, uh, you know, we're excited about uh, getting him here and getting him in the, in the Giants family so he can be part of that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be fun to get him and get him back on the field. He's got a lot of ability and a lot of talent.
1: Sam Beal is someone that's been here a year, but he's kind of a mystery to Giant fans because he was rehabbing most of the time. He had three plays in one practice, then he unfortunately hurt his shoulder. What have you seen from him and your exposure to him so far, just in terms of his traits and how that might be able to translate to the pros?
2: Well, he's obviously got a lot of uh, natural uh, athleticism, natural ability, just God-given ability. Uh, you know, obviously we haven't seen much uh, because it's in an early stage of the off season. But what I've seen so far is a guy that's eager to work and learn. And uh, hopefully that translates to a guy that can add depth and continue to compete for, for playing time for us.
1: Finally, i got to ask you about the safeties in your room, too. Jibre peppers is versatile as heck. He can do a lot of different things. Do you see him as a Swiss Army knife, or are you going to try to figure out what he does best and use him there?
2: Well, I think the first, of, first of all, we've we've got to get him, uh, uh, you know, acclimated to our schematics uh, system, uh, and, and I don't think that'll take long. He's such an eager guy to learn and and to work. So once you do that, you know, obviously, you, you know, you want to build what he does, you know you know good and and try to enhance that and I think we'll do that Uh, and then then from there if he can help us in some other roles then uh, we'll build from there but we want to you know first things first and you know get him playing uh, good strong safety for us.
1: You talk about a free safety being your last line of defense well you have a guy that's been doing that a long time and doesn't make a lot of mistakes How, how good is that of like a safety net back there of a guy that you can just depend on to know exactly what to do no matter what the offense throws at him because he's seen everything.
2: Well, you know, uh, A.B. is one of those guys that uh, he's a pro's pro. Uh, He's a guy that every day comes to work. Uh, He really helps run the meeting. Uh, He's seen it all, like you said, and uh, to have that guy back there is really, really special for our group, not only just for for practicing game days, but for the meeting and and helping the young guys understand uh, what's going on within our system.
1: Everett, good stuff. We appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. That's Everett Withers. Now let's turn our attention To Mike Dawson, another new addition to the Giants coaching staff this year. He's coaching the outside linebackers, which is a little complicated because in the Giants system, outside linebackers have to be able to set the edge in the run, they have to be able to cover, and they're virtual defensive linemen and have to rush the passer, especially in sub-package situations when other teams are likely to throw the football. So I started my interview with Mike by asking him about how he balances the multiple responsibilities his players will have and how he goes about coaching all those different skills.
3: Yeah, the unique thing about coaching the outside backers in a scheme like this is you're really coaching a guy to be a defensive end, set the edge in the run game, rush quarterback in a pass game. You're also a lot of times doing the same job that a safety does in some of the coverage stuff where if he was to come down, walk down safety, you're kind of in the same spot. And then also, you know, you're becoming a linebacker in certain defenses where you got to fold over the top, keep the ball inside of you and kind of squeeze the ball and stuff like that. So you're really coaching all three levels, which for me as a coach, it's awesome because you get to get your hands in the front, you get your hands in the back end, and you're kind of tied into the uh, the whole entire thing. But it puts a lot of stress on the guys as far as what they have to know. they got to learn the whole package.
1: It's not like they weren't, weren't learning just the front end or the back end. they got to kind of do both. With that versatility then, what are the most important traits do you think for someone to be successful at that position in this defense? Well, I think the three things you kind of always look at is, can a guy rush quarterback, number one? Uh, can
3: he set the edge in a run game, number two? And then can he play some coverage for you? Uh, those would be the three kind of, I guess, prongs that you'd want to look at in a guy. And the more successful he can be to each one of those, now obviously it's like an assets and liabilities thing. He's better at one thing, and if he's much better at it, then you can kind of live with some deficiencies in the other end. But you got to be smart in what you're doing and make sure you put the guys in the right positions to be successful
1: now you're really in an interesting spot because you have experience coaching in the NFL and you just recently came from college right you have Ocean Zimenez coming in you have Lorenzo Carter in his second year to get these guys to make the jump from college to the pros what do you think the most important thing is that they have to do better to make that type of transition yeah, I've been very fortunate in my
3: career to be around. A lot of great coaches at both uh, the professional level and in the college level. So I kind of see, have seen it from both ends of it. And when guys are making the transition, they're really, you're going from being a college student athlete where you're worrying about school, you got a bunch of different things going on. And uh, really for these guys, it's going to be about diving in and truly becoming a professional. And You're getting to compete against the best people in the world at, at this profession. And uh, for them to be successful, they're going to have to dive in head first and kind of submerge themselves and not only what they already know, but continue to kind of have that
1: beginner's mindset and keep learning different things and uh, keep getting better at their craft obviously that position, contact, physicality is so important. What can you do with them before you get to training camp, before the pads get on to help them technique-wise and do whatever you need to do so when they hit camp, hit preseason games, they're ready to go?
3: Yeah, I think my job as a coach is partially to be more of a trainer. Uh, You want to train them just kind of like if if you were going to box for the heavyweight championship of the world or something like that, you wouldn't wouldn't go out and fight for six months straight. You would train to win and uh, you'd do the different things, hit the speed bag, hit the heavy bag, be in the ropes, be doing different things. So my job is to kind of find those techniques within the drills where all of a sudden when they go out there, they don't have to think about, oh, I need to get this type of leverage or I need to be lower or my hands have to be placed here or there. I've already trained that way. I've already done it. So now when I go out there on the field, it just happens naturally, and the guys can play as fast as they can play and
1: um, be as successful as they can. Hit a couple players specifically. Let's start Lorenzo Carter. He played a lot of off-ball stuff when he was in college, trying to transition to more of a pass-rushing role. Where are the things that you think he can make a jump at, and where do you really trying to work with him on? Yeah, the
3: exciting thing working with Lorenzo so far and the little bit I've got to spend with him is that he's such a dynamic athlete. He's got great size, great length. Uh, he's super explosive. Uh, he can bend really well. So uh, I think that he kind of is a guy that, that that holds all the keys to, to what you want to do. Now, for him, it's it's about experiences. You're never staying the same. Uh, he gained some valuable experience last year and now being able to kind of digest it over the offseason and uh, kind of know and understand what his training uh, is exactly about and what he's trying to get accomplished within that training uh, throughout the course So the offseason I think is only going to help him going into next year, be a better pass rusher, be a little bit more confident in the coverages so you don't have to think about those things. And obviously uh, as he continues to uh, work in the weight room, get
1: uh, more and more physical at the point of attacking a run game. What you like about the X Man coming out of Old Dominion?
3: Yeah, uh, the X Man—he's—he's uh, he's a guy that's got a lot of quickness. Um, you can see his first step quickness is real well, is real good, and uh, he's a guy that's been coached really hard. I know his college coach is a good friend of mine, so uh, we've kind of crossed paths that way. And uh, I'm excited to get my hands on him, and kind of it's like getting a, a new ball of clay you get to work with and kind of help shape. And uh, I'm excited for him. He's—you uh, guys are gonna love his personality. He's a great guy, and uh, he'll come uh, ready to work, and he's gonna be a
1: hardworking guy. I'm excited to get my hands on him final question. Marcus Golden, he's a guy that had double digit sacks a couple years ago, had an injury, and sometimes it takes a year for a guy like that to get back. What do you think the ceiling is for a guy like him now that he's a couple years off that injury?
3: Yeah, with a guy like Marcus, the one thing that you kind of recognize with him really quickly right off the bat, however you want to say it, is that guy is going to work his tail off. I mean, he is a worker, and you know, when you have a significant injury like that, especially to the lower half, uh, it's going to take a little bit of time. He and I have talked about getting the sea legs back. Can you just get back to being on the train as hard as he does? and work as hard as he does with no limitations, no worrying about, uh, you know, I have to worry about, am I going to step like this if this is going to happen or that's going to happen, and just get back to playing as hard as he does. If he can play as hard as he did uh, early in, in the crib for pre-injury, I guess is the best way to say it, and uh, keep on uh, running to the ball the way that he has, I think his production
1: is going to happen naturally just because of how hard he works. Coach, appreciate the time. All right, thank you very much. That's outside linebacker coach Mike Dawson. Now let's go to the inside linebackers, Bill McGovern. I started my conversation with Bill, asking him about the value of Alec Ogletree.
4: Well, I think you see from Alex is his leadership down in, you know, every down. Um, He's out there, he's communicating, he's talking, uh, and then he's performing, you know, and he's producing, which is big. And he's, you know, he's a guy that the guys in the room and the guys on the defensive side can count on.
1: Is he a guy that you're always trying to get downhill? Because I feel like his speed in a straight line, once he gets going, he could be pretty – he, he could do some real damage. Well, you like to get everybody downhill.
4: <laughs> you're doing well with that. But it's um, – obviously you like to try to take advantage of everybody's strengths and, uh, you know, give them a chance to go make plays. Alex is doing a nice job when we can get him going um, on certain things. He has great anticipation. He sees things well, and he's quick to trigger. So we're excited about what he's been doing.
1: We know how important coverage is now for linebackers in this league with all the shallow crosses, the running backs out of the backfield, all that sort of stuff, picking up guys in zone. How has Alec made progress as a coverage linebacker because he's on the field for you guys all three downs?
4: Well, it's, it's one of the things we're trying to take, again, of taking, uh, taking advantage of all the things that Alex brings to the table in terms of his leadership, his playmaking ability, and all that stuff. So there'll be different times. Uh, at different times, we'll ask him to do different things, mm-hmm. whether it be blitzing, whether it be coverage, um, whatever it may be in terms of a pass rush. So it's going to be uh, things that we're gonna just going to continue to try to find his strengths and try to make the most of them.
1: Watching BJ Goodson late last year, it seemed like you found a little niche for him as a blitzer. He blew up a couple of running backs on the way to the quarterback last year. Is that one of the roles where you see him growing in? Well,
4: uh, we like to see him just continue to grow overall. But it's one of those things again, finding the guys and what they do best, and uh, yeah. getting getting familiar everything with Betch's scheme. Allow you know we're trying to take advantage of the guys' uh, skill sets, and um, you know obviously BJ can play with some power and uh, has shown that he can strike people.
1: What are you working on with him in terms of taking that next step as a player?
4: Everything, it looks like everybody comes back. There's about, you know, we've given each guy a couple things that they need to in particular work on and we kind of go through with those guys. And now as we're in the off season, those guys have been trying to work on them. So we're looking, seeing, uh, trying to see uh, gradual improvement
1: each and every day. And added a rookie in the room, Conley from Wisconsin. What did you like from him coming out of college when you looked at his tape?
4: Well, again, we thought of him, saw him as a playmaker. So a guy who's smart, intelligent, um, plays fast and plays in game speed, and just shows good instincts and awareness on the field. So we're excited to have
1: him. Finally, second year in Betcher system, a lot of new personnel, I know that. But how much can it help your group overall as a whole unit, you know, linebackers and everybody together, being in this defense for a second year?
4: Oh, it's for everybody. It, it helps everybody. It helps everybody in it. it. helps the players. helps the coaches. helps all the guys in it. Um, it, it gives people a chance to kind of understand a subtle uh Uh, The subtleties of of all the defenses and and the little ins and outs that you got to be alert for or who might have the hard down or who's, you know, this should just make sure you take care of this and we'll be in good shape. So it allows those guys to play faster. When they're confident and they understand what they're supposed to do, they they play faster.
1: Thanks, Bill. No problem. Thank you, John. That's Giants inside linebackers coach Bill McGovern. Now let's go to the defensive line and Gary Emanuel, where he has a new addition first-round pick Dexter Lawrence. I talked to Gary about how Lawrence will interchange with both Dalvin Tomlinson and B.J. Hill and how he might utilize those three in the base 3-4 front.
0: Well, we'll see how it all plays out, but they are interchangeable pizzas. That's why we love about them. Uh, They're very good football players. They're great guys. They love football, and they study and work hard at the game. So we'll see how it all shapes up.
1: When you watch Dexter at Clemson, you did see him play a, a, a lot of different places. What did you see from him at Clemson that makes you think he can develop into a consistent, interior pass rusher?
0: Well, he's a big guy who's a good athlete. He has a great size. He has a great get-off. And he's a student of the game, and he loves to play football. So, I think with those things built in, will help him become a great player at this level.
1: When he walked in here, I saw him. I'm like, alright, he's 340 pounds. I get it. The guy's a lean... You don't see many lean 340-pound guys. He's pretty amazing. It, it,
0: exactly. When you look at a guy that size, you see a, a, a bigger... Uh, not as athletic-looking guy as he is, and he's a great athlete. He's a basketball player in high school, uh, so we expect some good things out of him.
1: When Snacks was here last year, Tomlinson played the end a lot of the time, did move, move inside as well, and then now you have Lawrence. He's going to move around. Where do you see Tomlinson's greatest strength in terms of his ability and how that can translate in year number three for him?
0: Well, I think Delvin, with all the rest of the guys, he's just working every day to get better at his craft. You know, he's working better against the run. He's working better against improving his pass rush. He's working better in his footwork and technique and all the things that's going on. So I think he'll be able to help us out wherever we place him on the defensive line. Again, he's a great young man who works hard and is getting better every time out.
1: How about B.J. Hill? He had good sack production as a rookie. He's a good athlete. Um, he was a guy that was a three-technique rusher in college. Where do you think the next jump comes for him as he heads into his second year?
0: Well, with B.J., with all the guys, is just about being consistent and improving on where you were at last year, just working on your craft, which he's doing like the rest of the guys. He's working, improving his footwork, improving his hands, improving his run technique, improving his pass rush. So he's trying to improve his overall game. So I think the, the future is bright for him.
1: You guys brought in Olsen Pierre, a free agent from Arizona. Where do you think he fits in, and what do you like from him and his experience in Arizona?
0: Well, he also is somebody who's been in the, in the scheme and the system there. Uh, he brings some versatility to the defense. He can play defensive end. He can play defensive tackle. He can play five technique, three technique. He can play inside on the sub stuff. He can play outside over the tight end, so he brings a lot of versatility to the package. I think he'll just fit in great with the rest of the guys. Again, he's another good, hardworking guy who's a great young man.
1: Final question, just in terms of schematically, you play a three man front and base, then you go to a four or five man front if you count the outside linebackers, right? Then, in you know, a lot of times in Nickel and dime, you'll four down defensive linemen. How much of the responsibilities of those players change from base to sub? Are they generally asked to do the same things? Does it switch based on how they're where, where they're put on the line? Just how does that work schematically for you guys?
0: Well, if, if you're playing a shade on the center, you're playing a shade on the center, right? So that's a three down or four down. If you're playing a three technique over the guard, you're playing a three technique, whether it's three down or four down. So everybody gets uh, misled on what it is, but it's just playing football. You know, if you're playing a five technique, you can play a five technique on the tackle as, a, as an outside linebacker, or you can play a five technique as a defensive end. Uh, so it just it just varies.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people think you're at a three-man front you're always playing a two-gap system, but that's not the case for you guys, right? Whether you're three down or four down, you're playing a one-gap system where you want the guys to penetrate up the field, right?
0: Correct. Absolutely correct. We are a uh, single-gap defense. We don't have pretty much no schemes we're two-gapping in. Coach, good stuff. We appreciate the time. Best of luck. Thank you.
1: That's Giants defensive line coach Gary Emanuel. We thank all the Giants defensive assistants for joining us on this week's edition of the Giants Huddle. Once again, if you're on Giants.com or the Giants mobile app, thank you for checking us out there. But it's easier for you, better for us. Go to your favorite podcast platform, whether it's TuneIn or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify. Make us part of your feed. Add us to your favorites. Subscribe, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, podcast. Leave a positive review if you are so inclined. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on the next episode of the John Soto Podcast. I'm John Schmelk. Adios.